Hello, Play On Podcast listeners. This is Josh Stavros filling in for Nano Taggart for this episode. Today we have the Reverend Dr. Paul Edmondson, Head of Research and Knowledge for the Shakespeare Birthplace Trust and Director of the Stratford-upon-Avon Poetry Festival. He's also an Honorary Fellow of the Shakespeare Institute at the University of Birmingham. He's authored many books regarding Shakespeare and his works, and during the summer of 2014, he made a special tour of the United States and North America in search of Shakespeare across 10,000 miles and 14 Shakespeare festivals, including our very own Utah Shakespeare Festival, in partnership with the University of Warwick and Dr. Paul Prescott. Thank you for joining us uh, across the uh, across the internet airwaves today. We're excited to talk about. I, I want to talk about a couple of different things with you today, if that's all right. I want to talk a little bit about Shakespeare on the Road, generally, not even about our your visit here specifically, but ultimately, I think I want to I want to talk about sort of the result of your trip and the findings and that then and what your takeaway was uh, as part of the uh, as part of the experience. So. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about uh, about your, your trip uh, to the States this last summer. Thank you. Well, it's with the University of Warwick and Misfit Inc., the Shakespeare Birthplace Trust decided that one of the things it was going to do to help celebrate the 450th anniversary of Shakespeare's birth was to look, as it were, at a reverse sense of pilgrimage, to look at the Shakespeare festival culture in North America and, as it were, for Stratford-upon-Avon, the idea of Shakespeare's birthplace to go on the road around 14 festivals across 10,000 miles and Utah Shakespeare Festival was the fourth festival we visited. We began in um, Kansas City, Missouri on the 4th of July um, and then we went to New Orleans Festival at Tulane and then across to Winedale which was a barn in the middle of nowhere near Austin, Texas. Um, near a village called Round Top, which was made to look like the Globe Theatre, which was a student-led festival. Mm-hmm. And then we came on to Utah, um, having gone through the Grand Canyon uh, just beforehand. So it was an extraordinary moment when we arrived um, in Cedar City. And um, the summer overall comprised 44 uh, Shakespeare productions, uh, of about, I think, 22 different Shakespeare plays. We were very lucky in some ways, not to have a whole summer of A Midsummer Night's Dream. <laughs> yeah, quite <laughs> which right. Was, which was entirely possible. And as much as I love Midsummer Night's Dream, it didn't fall out that way. We saw five Midsummer Night's Dreams. We saw four King Lears. We saw three The Comedy of Errors and two As You Like It's. Um, and apart from that, they were all different plays. We saw one conflated Henry IV. And of course, we saw Utah's own Henry the Fourth, Part One, as well, last year, um, and we have always said on, along the along the trip, the many people we interviewed. Do you know we ended we ended up interviewing about 150 people for hours of audio footage, which um, at the heart of the project was establishing an oral history archive to be held here at the Shakespeare Centre in our library and archive, um, and also within that archive to include printed material relating to the festivals over the next three years, 2014 to 2016, to give a, a, an overview, a sense of what Shakespeare and performance is like in, the, in North America across festival culture between the two anniversary years. 
So this is all, as it were, up and running. Mm -hmm. um, the British Library are going to be helping us to archive the uh, material digitally, which is is uh, is is still a reality. Um, and we're uh, making a radio documentary, uh, which will draw on some of these wonderful voices, these interviews that we. Um, undertook. I mean, we interviewed lots of people in Utah. Um, your acting company, uh, Scott Phillips. We had a, a, an hour and ten minutes, I believe, with with dear Fred Adams um, in in the Adams Theatre, as he talked to us about his his founding vision for the festival and his his role there over the years. Um, and uh, we've made a radio trailer which is available to listen to online. It lasts about 12 minutes and it draws on the voices from all of the festivals that we visited, artistic directors, directors, actors, some audiences. Um, and we, when we got back, um, we designed a small exhibition in um, an American-related house, which is in the centre of Stratford. It's called Harvard House. Mm -hmm. It's a house that Shakespeare knew. It's where his neighbours, the Rogers, lived. Um, and a, a famous um, son-in-law of that family who married into it was none other than John Harvard, whose library helped found Harvard University. So it's called Harvard House, so um, a, a house with a, a North American focus. And we had an exhibition there of images of, of, of the festivals, of the people, with this um, trailer, radio documentary, playing as a soundscape as, as part of that to bring the images to life. So those are things which we've uh, achieved immediately. We got back. Mm -hmm. um, there was also a very special evening here, which was part, which formed part of the. Can you believe this? The first ever festival of the humanities in the in the United Kingdom. <laughs> wow. Was, <laughs> yeah, you know we're not strong on the humanities. <laughs> Well, you know, ch <laughs> chancer schmancer, you know. <laughs> and uh, this was led by the um, Arts Humanities Research Council. And Shakespeare on the Road, our project, was the only American-facing project and the only Shakespeare-related project in the entire festival. Wow. Um, and we had an event here called Acting Against the Grain in which we um, engaged with um, the Harlem Shakespeare Festival, one of our partner festivals, um, and also the Montana Shakespeare in the Parks Festival, um, two very different kinds of festival uh, for very different purposes, and raised questions about um, equality of casting, um, diversity of casting, uh, cross-gendered casting. And um, one of the people who we met in relation to the project is called Lisa Volpe, and she founded 21 years ago the Los Angeles Women's Shakespeare Festival, which disbanded about two years ago um, because it was no longer needed. The political point, the cultural point had been proved. And, uh, you know, single, uh, single sex productions, all female productions, Los Angeles has moved on from that culturally now. The, 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 you know, the lessons have been learned. So um, Lisa took part in Acting Against the Grain because she lives it all the time um, and shared with us some work she'd been doing with students um, in New York uh, around the Revengers tragedy. And I'm delighted to say she, she's coming here for Shakespeare's birthday and she's going to be doing a one-woman show based on Shylock um, here at the Shakespeare Centre on the 27th of April. Exciting. Which will, yeah, which will be seen by... Um, uh, a group of students who've been coming to us for 50 years 
um, from Hanover College, Indiana, and also a group of their alumni. So they're going to form part of the audience, which is you know really appropriate. They too have a the, the Louisville um, Shakespeare Festival is is based up there. Um, and tomorrow, of course, which is in in real time as we speak, Good Friday, the third um, of April. Uh, the Utah Shakespeare Festival folks are gathering at the Shakespeare <laughs> Centre with your mayor from Cedar City, who will meet our mayor from Stratford-upon-Avon. Um, and I'm going to be talking to people about 2016 and some of the things the Birthplace Trust is going to be doing for 2016, including reopening the house where Shakespeare died, well, the site where Shakespeare died, the site of New Place, mm-hmm. um, and also showing some treasures from our collections and talking about them too. So there's never been a dull moment, Josh, since we got back from 63 days of traveling 10,000 miles. Boy, no, you're not kidding. <laughs> That's <laughs> wild. So in the, in, the, in, the, in the three or four minutes I think we have left, can you sort of sum up personally the, the takeaway you have from, from seeing so much Shakespeare in America? Is there, was, there some, was there one sort of thought stream that you had as you uh, winged your way home at the end of that summer? Well, there are, there are several currents. And first of all, I'd say that I was very sorry to leave. I could have happily gone on for another two months just going around the place and its itinerant lifestyle. Um, it was the people I took home. It was the sounds of all your voices. It was the vivid memories of um, your, your productions. Um, I learnt palpably in uh, the project that the power of Shakespearean performance is probably about... 80% reliant on the context in which the production takes place, by which I mean the environment around the theatre, the um, audiences, our cultural expectations. I was never once disappointed with a production in all the 44 that I saw, um, because I think the context of the festivals, the what we were bringing to the event, and this is true of all audiences everywhere in the world, the context in which you see something very much has a has a bearing on how you receive it um, and how how satisfying you find it. Um, I mean, vivid memories of um, uh, uh, Romeo and Juliet, which we saw in in Montana, in Phillipsburg, where the population is about two hundred and fifty, and. The, it takes place on a stage at the Montana Shakespeare and the Parks Festival build themselves with 10 actors doubled across the shows. It had been raining all day and they had to make a rain call about whether or not to build the, build the set outside that they perform on. And, and the rain stopped and they did. And, you know, about a quarter of the um, population of that town turned up. And it's, it was one of the most wonderful, probably the most wonderful Romeo and Juliet I've, I've seen. Um, I just sort of believe in it differently because of the context of the show, you know. Um, uh, I I wrote poems while I was on the road. I wrote a poem for every festival that we visited and dedicated it to the festival and its personnel there. I wrote one for Utah, a sonnet for Utah's Shakespeare Festival. Um, And, you know, that those those poems I produced, all of which are available to um, read online at shakespeareontheroad.com, are for me compressions of experience. They compress the whole summer and... Uh, the kinds of things that I, I learned. Um, so it was, I mean, and also I'll never forget the Grand Canyon. I mean, <laughs> what, what it must feel like kind of kind of having at the end of your drive, as it were. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> you know, indeed. I, 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 really, I mean, it, just unforgettable. 
Um, so, so lots of lots of very vivid, very vivid memories. Uh, you know, Punch and Judy at Utah in your green show. Um, your Henry the Fourth Part One. Um, your Twelfth Night, which I loved in 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 your proscenium arch space. I remember just laughing so much at that production of Twelfth Night. Um, Dave Ivers' production. Um, yeah, I it, when I, I I can sort of I can sort of lie back and allow memories to sort of bubble to the surface of different many different kinds, whether that's productions or people or places. Uh, but those are the three things um, which you know sort of three main areas, I'd sure. say. Well, thank you. Uh, I've, I'm, you're a very busy man, and we appreciate your time. And I'm so excited that we're going to have uh, visitors from Cedar City in Stratford uh, on Good Friday to visit with you and see what's coming next. And we are grateful for you spending time uh, here in America and seeing that the love of Shakespeare in performance uh, is the torch is carried, so to speak. And uh, we're glad that you saw what you saw. And experienced well, I might, just, I might just finish off by reading you the sonnet I wrote for Utah. Perfect. Um, yeah, it's called Rainbow in Utah, and it's for Fred Adams, founder and visionary, and for all who make the Utah Shakespeare Festival happen. This rainbow simmers out of cedar breaks, a footlight from an early modern age. Another Utah festival awakes, and Shakespeare's motley sings across the stage. This is Illyria of love untold, an East Cheap pub of desperate sack-worn care, Four San Fran twins strike bright Ephesian gold, while Claudio fears to go we know not where. For more than 50 years, this lake of light has waved with laughter, caught our tears and pity. When actors bow beneath the starry night, there's loud applause throughout all Cedar City. This small hometown with genius ever new, like Shakespeare proves imagination true. Thank, Thank you. you, everybody at Utah. I'll never forget you, and I hope I come back someday. We hope you do, too. Thank you, Dr. Edmondson. Bye. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Play On podcast. If you want to help make the podcast better or share what you love about it, please visit the link in the description of this episode. It will take less than two minutes and help us know what you think and bring you more of the best from the Utah Shakespeare Festival.